What's up, everybody? I feel like I was drunk uh, on our end. Sometimes um, the uh, the old audio, it's funny because of what we hear and stuff. But uh, yeah, my name's Sean. Uh, this is Weekly Games Chat. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, it's 338. That's the episode number. It's a brand new year. Happy New Year to everyone listening, to everyone in Twitch, and especially to my two friends, Chris and John Boys. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm fine. You're good? Yeah? I mean, it's 20. We we made it to the year 2022. Um, I, I, I don't know why that's crazy, and I don't know why I know this fun fact, but it's. I think it's true. The calendar can fact check me. I think... Two two twenty two is a Tuesday, and I think I've said that to so many people now that if it's not true, I'm in trouble. But there you go for that. Yeah, John, how are you doing? Chris, how are you doing? It's it's good to be back. It is uh, <laughs> it's good to be good to be back. Uh, I needed the break. I think everybody kind of needs a break. But I know if you're listening, you're like, no, you mother, I don't need you taking a break. We're sorry, not sorry. Are we Reese's or are we Demi Lovato? I don't know. But yeah. I just, I just know that we all have forgotten how to podcast. I don't even know if this is what is this. What, what is a microphone? Exactly? <laughs> is, this, is this how we do it? Um, I don't know if you saw this, but one of the coolest, you know, we, we left, what, a week before Christmas. And then we had the music spectacular, which was fantastic. Uh We've said the name Acid Sugar. You know who he is. Uh, he just posted that uh, he's maybe two or three songs into the Music Spectacular. I just started it today. That's a good treat to be able to hold out for that. Uh, I don't know that I'm able to do that. I like I'm eagerly awaiting when it comes out. Um, and and I even though I pushed Chris to make an appearance this year, I didn't push hard enough. But that's on me. I know my buddy would have let me come on and just say hey to you guys. But he did a fantastic, I sound like Coach Saban, a fantastic job this year. Chris, we applaud you, sir. If we had a, a, a button we could hit right now to go, hey, <laughs> I would hit it. But good job on the spectacular, man. Trust the process. Trust the process. I mean, this is a good time as ever to mention that uh, we'll get to like our Christmas stories and stuff like that. But because we're making Saban jokes and we're all here, the college football championship is set. The playoffs have a playoffs have occurred, and uh, it's going to be John versus Chris and Sean. Let's be honest. Uh, it's going down next time we record. Uh, I, I'm going to take off work next Tuesday. It'll be the day after the game. Chris Same. is not in agreement. Uh, for If we lose, I, obviously I need to, to mourn. If we win, I need to probably get unhung over. Uh, <laughs> that's usually what it is. You know, that's what Chris said too, so. Any big plans to watch the game, John? Were you surprised how your team, Georgia, handled uh, Michigan in its game? Or was it kind of like, yeah, that's that's more like it? Well, I don't know. I did mixed feelings about it because everybody had um, – everybody said that this was going to be Georgia's toughest fight, you know. And, and, and you know, the big, the big complaint or observation, if you were, about Georgia this whole year is they haven't really played any really top-ranked teams. Well – there's the number two team. Yeah, they beat him, and they be, And your guy, he's a male. They call. I, I, I'm not making fun. I don't know, but I think he's called like the mailman. Your quarterback. I think that's one of his nicknames. Nicknames. I think he was a mailman or something like that. I have and no all idea. The, 
Oh, <laughs> Jaws like I, I don't know. But Stetson Bennett the fourth, he looked really good. The team looked good. I watched them, and they were they were very dominant. Um, so it should it should make for a very close game. I told Chris today I saw a stat from a from a place that runs analytics. Um, and they always are pretty close on what they think is going to happen. And they gave Georgia the nod, 56% chance to win, said it was going to be a close game, uh, and it could go down to the last few minutes, which I can't take uh, because I've lived that before. It, it Now, for me, as a fan, it made one of the greatest memories I'll ever have of Alabama football, but I don't want to go through that again. Well, maybe losing, maybe for Georgia, maybe losing to Alabama was the best thing that could have happened to them. Yeah. But, um, but I said that about losing to A&M. Yeah. But as long as, as long as, as long as Alabama, well, Georgia has to decide. Do I think Georgia's a better team this year? Yes. Absolutely. However, if Georgia decides that Alabama, now has to pay rent inside their heads, they'll win the game. But if they continue to believe that Alabama lives rent-free in their head, which they have since 2007, there's no point in even showing up. I see. No point. It's going to be, like I said, it's a good game. We love it. And you guys know in our intros, we love talking about our college football. Um, You know, shout out to soccer fans too, because I know Christmas and the holidays are a big time of the year for that. Over in England, Chris, uh, in the English Premier League, one of the best days of like tradition is Boxing Day. It's the day after Christmas, and there's usually a slate full of matches. You've been keeping up with your squad, Southie. Yeah. Um, oh, I got, I got you a jersey for Christmas. It just didn't come in in time. So, um, um, uh, John's giving me a look like, "What'd you get me for Christmas, buddy?" Well, John, did you hear the story <laughs> of of Shaquille O'Neal and what he did for Christmas? No. Um, no, I don't think maybe Chris, did you hear you say it? I might remember. Did he give out Papa John's pizza? (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) No, he, he apparently was like, not the free stuff. Shaq went out and gifted a thousand Nintendo switches and a thousand PlayStation fives for Christmas. Oh, he gave me one of the switches. Mm. Yes. That's a perfect tie in Jonathan. (laughs) Yes. So John and I are texting on Christmas morning and (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I could pull them up, but in short, I was like, it did a couple of days before, right? I was at Target and I, I told you about uh, that I had seen some, yeah, some, uh, some amibo, amiibos, Metroid amiibos, yeah, yeah, and and you had mentioned, look, man, for Christmas or for whenever, I think I finally want the OLED. I had one in my hands. And yeah, I was we, I was at Target and I was I was holding it in the display, and you know, I I, I booted up Breath of the Wild, and it just was like, ooh, this, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I think I want it now. <laughs> and that conversation kind of is left. And then on Christmas morning, we're saying Merry Christmas. And I go, John, I got a switch OLED. And then not long after John's like, I got one too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then after, after Christmas, I talked to Chris and I was like, did you happen to get a switch OLED? <laughs> and he, alas, he did not. He still, you know, I don't Well, Chris, I, Chris, uh, tilt your head, tilt your head a little bit to the, to your, uh, there you go. Uh-huh. He did get that. Got that for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that. So that was in a real life project. Chris is my, my friend, and like he's going to say in a minute, it's a project. Chris, please tell the people the story of how long it took you to build it, and, and that's why you're now called a master Lego tinkerer. Yeah, I got this. 
it's for those who can't see and you can't see the console because it's directly behind me. But I got the uh, the Lego set that basically is the classic uh, NES system with a copy of Mario Super Mario Bros that you can put into the console and push down um, and you know, flip and open the little the little disc tray for it. Right. Cartridge tray, I guess you would call it. And then a CRT TV for those who do not know that pain of your life. <laughs> just just hope that you had the uh, UFC or whatever UCF adapter and channel yeah. three or four. Always channel three or four, right? Don't uh, know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. But yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's a full working thing where Mario is on the screen. If I have a little uh, kind of like crank on the back, it will make Mario go through a basically level one of super Mario bros. Um, and got that Sunday at about 6 PM. I would say I went till about, I went till about midnight the first night. Um, and then, you know, that was just doing the console and got the console done pretty early. I would say Monday morning. I was, I wasn't that far away. Um, on the console that was the easy build between the two of them uh but then then we get into the the other one that took me a good full day and a half uh to make that yeah. beast and it was little points where you just you get to points where you're just like you're close but now comes the grunt work where like making the actual screen i had a lot of like wait oh no that's in the wrong the wrong direction I've got to flip everything around now, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, I got there. And luckily, the first time I actually, you know, because there's that part where you get this all together and you're putting it into the TV that your 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 butthole just tightens to a level that hasn't yeah. existed since, you know, the first time. Like you just you, had spicy uh, food and have to get home quick. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, Driving back from Auburn when you've had five guys tight. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Right. Um, but uh, luckily, I got it on the first try, like right down the middle. It's like, and then reached for the crank and it started moving. I was like, oh, yeah. You know, and I knew. And I, I love it. being a, I, I, I do not take any credit, but I love being a part of the process because I got, we were hanging out here. And I got to see you in as, as different versions of the, the final product would show itself. Chris would hold it up, you know, and, and at one point um, he was like, it's starting to look like a TV, buddy, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. It was really cool to see the end product. Uh, but and, and I'll be honest, Legos are expensive. I forgot who said, what is it called? I think it was our friend, Mike. I think he said. Was that cost you like 20 books, Chris? And, and everybody, we had other friends in the room, John. We had at, like Cam. And and Josh, I think, and maybe even me and Chris, and we were like, uh, he clearly has never bought Legos. Yeah. So there was there was people over at your house? in here virtually in the oh. Discord that I like you when you come to. Yeah. Always always <laughs> an open invitation, John. Hundred percent open, except for that one room yeah. that says F John. You can't and come you, in that room. You said we were all hanging up, hanging out here. Yeah. Which, which meant Discord, but it yes. sounded you know like like the house, if you will. Um. But yeah, there's so, so there's Chris, where did, where did you get it? Uh, just Barnes and Noble. Uh, I'd seen I it there before. I looked for it at Target and Walmart, and that would be why I couldn't find it. Yeah, <laughs> Barnes and Noble is like the one place that has the more really expensive uh, Legos that I've seen around here. Otherwise, you're going to Amazon. 
Mm. And I'm considering gotta, my next one. Uh, I already told Sean there's one of the uh, Saturn V rocket that is like, if I put it on the ground, it would be right about here. <laughs> Dude, I'm so dumb. Help me remember. After you said that, time passed. And at some point, I saw the Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I've thought about that thing. one too. Okay, but I brought that up to you. I was like, oh, yeah, I see it, buddy. You should get this one. Mm-hmm. Completely misread when you said Saturn Rocket. And yes, I've uh, I've got a friend. Well, you know her. She used to she used to work in our department. She was really big in the space. Mm-hmm. She's short. Gotcha. That's the only hint I'll give you. Loves the space and and builds all the Legos and stuff like that. Uh, I saw the space station Lego set. I've seen that Christmas one shopping. That one's expensive too. And it your your set had so space station has like I think eight hundred thirty nine pieces. Mm-hmm. How many pieces did your set have? Two thousand, basically two thousand seven hundred. I think it's like six hundred and insane, whatever. John. Yeah. To come out to that, but that thing is so cool. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. And if if you're gonna build something, if if you if your radar has the Nintendo Lego set, uh, there's some really cool like Easter eggs in it. And it's Chris showed it to me, and I was like, Yeah, I was yeah. like building half of it, and I was just like looking, and I'm like, Why is it having me put these pieces here? This is in no way stable or makes any sense. And then all of a sudden, I got done with the one piece, and I tilted it, and I was like. You clever little oh. bastards. <laughs> well, they're getting very clever on on just, I guess, marketing Legos or getting sets. I, I In the same kind of area, I'm looking for the Nintendo. I see a box. It's a shoe box, and it's a blue box, and it's got the Adidas logo on it. And I'm in Target, and I go, Target sells Adidas? I open the box, and it's a Lego Adidas box. <laughs> it's gonna You're going to make an iconic, I, I call them Run DMC, Adidas is, I think, yeah, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're the white, soccer ones. black stripes, soccer, they're classic. And I was like, look at that. That is, and I showed it to Tinley and I said, Tinley, here, you want to get some shoes? She goes, they got Adidas and Target. That's how real it looked or whatever. Uh, but yeah, John and I got to switch OLED, but the, the party didn't stop there. John, we're, we're back at work at this point, And John says, Sean, I got some inside info. <laughs> and I go, do you? And he goes, it looks like the Xboxes are live on Best Buy. And I said, are they? I was very, I didn't ever say, John, let's get it. Let's do it. So John ends up trying to help me out. Uh, Chris is hanging out on Discord. I relay the news for him. He's telling me, go, go, go. You can do it. And eventually, I, I, we, John and I never got the Xbox. By the time we got to the checkout phase, it would have been such and such miles away where Chris was still going, go, go, go. Buddy, if I told you some inspirational stuff, buddy, if I told you this thing you've wanted for however long is 50 miles away and you had your chance to get it. I mean, he was going hard in the paint, John, mm-hmm. and he was not wrong. But finally, I ended up getting it, but not through a retail. I did the old uh, all access deal. Talking about one of our friends, brothers who also did it, said it's phenomenal. It arrived today. It arrived on podcast day. Yeah. John, it's here. It's here, John. All I'm going to show you is the box. And I got a story about this box. You guys can feel the time while I turn around. The story is, is that uh, it's heavy, which I should have told him. Yeah, so this box is what it came in. I've seen this. I'm so dumb. 
I've seen this box in the wild and thought it was an old Xbox. That's how d- early on. Hmm. That's how dumb I am. But yeah, it's nice. John. It's got some girth and some weight to it. Uh, and like all like my friends were like, but you already had the Series S. And I was like, and I already had a Switch, but I'm still excited that I got the new versions of them. Like it, it's just cool. But yeah, thanks, thanks to you, John. I have that. I appreciate you very, very much. Um, I want to ask you guys something. I was thinking about this because this is kind of, if you listen to this show, you kind of know what the topic is. Obviously, if you're in Twitch, you know what it is. Um, either the year end episode or the first episode of things like this, we talk about the past year mm-hmm. and we talk about things. If you, if I said this right now, could you answer this question? What, what has been, if not the favorite, something that comes to your mind immediately, gaming related moment of 2021? Mm, that's hard. And it could be anything. It could be something you've done with a, you know, yourself solo and we're not, and we're not talking about those things, John. We're talking about uh, a gaming moment or a story or anything like that. And if you want me to, just to get your wheels going, I'll start it off. So before I started my boycott of Blizzard during the lawsuit stuff, um, I was doing something that I love doing with a friend, Josh, and we were mount farming. And uh, one of the mounts that's very hard to get drops at like, um, I say like a one, per, let me, I'm trying to check it right now. It I remember it like, a, like a very, we're talking astronomically low drop rate. Right. And it's in an older dungeon. And and the way WoW works is you could go in and once per week per character, you could run the dungeon and get your chance to get them out. And Josh has been doing this. I'm just going to say years and, and people who play World of Warcraft understand this. So anyway, we go into uh, the dungeon and I'm with Josh and this is after weeks of trying and we would do this. We would take breaks. Uh, come back and like, hey man, let's go mount farming again. Chris can attest to us doing that. Well, one night, and we always on every attempt, we'd say we'd beat the boss and we'd say, "All right, here it is. Congrats, you you did it." N- not knowing what's going to happen, but just in case. And finally, and Josh's biggest fear, by the way, would be like, "I got it before him because he's put in way more time." Finally, all right, buddy, good job. We did it. You got it, and um. He walks up, bing, and you just hear him gasp. Like the payoff happens. He he actually got the the rare drop. It's called Ashes of a, a Ashes of Alar. Yeah, I think I said it right. Wow, listen, I'm gonna mispronounce stuff. I say things funny, uh, but it, we call it the Ashes uh, Ashes Mount, and he got it, and I was a part of it, and and then. I'm probably going to bring up another one later in the show, but that one for me kind of stood out because if you're a nerd and things like that happen and you're with people, it always seems to make a special moment that kind of stuck in my brain for 2021. Does that help you guys out on what I'm talking about now? John, John's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I go with one? Does it have to be video games or can it just be games? So do you, you had a good moment playing a game. What is a game? What's a podcast? What's a mic? Well, I mean, there was the one last night where 
I mean, everyone besides John was pretty much hanging out last night. And I'm sitting <laughs> there I'm sitting there glued because I'm in the championship of uh my fantasy football league. I need thirty points to win, and it's coming down to the final minute of the game, and I'm six and a half points short. And I'm just looking at everything. Like I have two running backs in the game. One of Different them is teams. yeah, one of them is Cleveland's, one of them is Pittsburgh. Cleveland goes down to the goal line, and I'm like, if he runs in a touchdown here, I, I win. I'm gonna win the championship. He's excited. And, and they go and they fake the handoff to the running back and instead, throw it to the tight end for a touchdown. I'm like, well, there it is. I'm I'm dead. I watch the odds. Like the cool thing about uh fantasy football is it tracks your odds of winning. And I'm I'm down to the, you know, ninety-eight percent chance gonna lose, two percent chance gonna you know win and all pittsburgh needs to do is just get a first down the game is over you know they're feeding my running back but it's not going to be enough points if they're all they do is get a first down so it gets down the third and one with like 59 seconds left and they give it up to my boy from alabama Najee harris and i watch him run 37 <laughs> yards for a touchdown and win me a league championship and that was probably my favorite moment of gaming yeah. in the past and year I, that counts fantasy football is 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 kind of like logic and get, yeah you got the games are related and and that moment in general was a great moment from 2021 and it just it just kind of like as recent as it happens and you know your whole team the whole year you were you would keep us updated on, you know, a, a buddy, if I do this, I'm in first place or I'm playing the first place guy, buddy, I beat him and stuff like that. And like, it was really cool to see you go. They no, they play actioned. They, <laughs> they didn't ha- it's over, you know, but if Najee, Najee could bust one, buddy, buddy, Najee, buddy, buddy. And you start, your arms go up and Josh, Josh is in the same league as you. And he congratulates you. And, that was a cool moment. I liked it. I really did. It was cool to see that kind of pinnacle and you deserved it. Cause I know you put in some thought you're a very analytical person when it comes to stuff like that. So that was cool. Yeah. Josh. And, and technically last night was 2022. Josh is, is uh, in our chat on weekly game chat on Twitch TV. But like I said, it ties into 2021 cause that's when it started. So I'm cool. Technically the season or the week started in 2021. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. John, what you got for us? I guess technically, I mean, <clears throat> this is sort of as unexpected, but um, the OLED was was not really something that I, I really knew I wanted that much. Yeah. Um, but opening that up like a 10-year-old boy <laughs> and seeing that in, you know, I was, she put it, she, she wrapped it up in this big box. So, I, you know, had no idea what it could have been. Could never have guessed what it was. But I guess spending the past, um, I don't know, week and a half playing that thing, um, trying all sorts of games. Uh, Sean, Metroid looks it does. amazing on OLED. It does. Um, and I haven't docked it once. Um, I've been playing it just in handheld, and I never played the Switch in handheld. But um, my, my, my favorite gaming moment... <clears throat> is actually, and, and I mean, I don't know, should I, I don't know if it's spoilery to say it, but takes place in Metroid uh, Dread. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't spoil it. That's still kind of new. Yeah. But you well, can say that, yeah. There you go. 
<laughs> He's like, I can't say another word. Can't say it. I really I love the part where, wow, where that's, I mean, and that's cool. And, and that, that part where Samus turns into that morph ball. You're yeah. Like, I really love I, the part. I've never where, seen anything like that before. Where Qui-Gon got clean cut in half. That was Smooth. my favorite moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and I, I like I like looking back like that, and I, this is one of my favorite episodes we do anyway, um, because you get to be nostalgic, and I kind of love when I get in that lane. I really do. Um, I give one of my friends grief because he lives in nostalgiaville all the time, forever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. How are we looking on time? We're good. So I just wanted to make sure that I can mention that I don't know if John watched it. I don't think you did, but we did watch Boba Fett as a group, and I'm not happy with it. I haven't actually finished it yet. I watched the opening, and that's it. It's, ugh. Yeah. But I want to point out, Chris, I want you to highlight the show you told me to watch today because it does have some some video game vibes. Like yeah. you, I'll let you talk on that. Yeah, it's a it's not a show. It is a mini series. Um, it is only going to be one season. It's on HBO Max. It's uh, comes out every Thursday. It's called uh, Station Wait. Eleven. Oh, okay. Um, it is. <laughs> it's basically a story where, of course, you know, there's humanity and there is a pandemic and, unlike ours, uh, this one apparently kills ninety nine percent of people that in, in it infects right so you kind of have this show where it's showing the downfall of society uh, um from our point of view in the current day and then 20 years in the future kind of those who survived and what they're doing um and it's just it's like the last of us in a way that tension but just like imagine you don't have the clickers you just have the parts of humanity, right? Like yeah. struggling to find like, how do you rebuild existence to something that is habitual for, for everyone from like those who weren't alive in those times, right. Who have come up and come of age now. And also those who were say kids and have a little bit of remembrance. And then of course those that were full blown adults and you know what that does to you uh, trying to survive and, and all that. And it, it's consistently like moving between characters and different points in their history and all that kind of stuff. It's just very, very interesting. And there's kind of like the best way I could compare it to, there's like a, an overarching thing about a comic book called station 11 that was written right before the pandemic and how it's influencing certain people. Um, that reminds me a lot of like something out of like the leftovers is probably the best way I could describe it. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's very, very, very good. Like it starts a little like, huh? Like, Whoa. Uh, and then you're kind of like learning and figuring things out, but it's got two, no, three more episodes left over the next two weeks that will come out and it's picking up and it's getting real, real fast. (laughs) Yeah. And, and he will, he came in, we were, we were, Talking this morning, he came in saying he stayed up kind of watching them, getting all the way caught up. And uh, he was very high on it. When you hear him talking like that, you kind of got to go, huh. And I'd, I'd seen Station Eleven, so I started it, and he's right. It's it's a it's a must-watch if you have HBO. Uh, he did this to me before with The Night Of. Mm-hmm. A totally different kind of vibe, totally different kind of miniseries. But he told me that was a very solid watch, too. Kind of scary. Um and it was kind of dark, but it was a good watch. 
um, high quality stuff. So um, there is that. And Chris, do I, do we tell them you had an issue with IGN? Are we starting our war today? Oh, no, no, or, no. no. Okay. I mean, they're, they're allowed to have their opinions. <laughs> but I do want to point out, if you go to – Chris brought up a great point. We, wait, what, John? Are we really going to just let go Chris's issue with a game journalist site? That never happens. No. I'm just I'll, not going to go there? No. So he pointed out, so you know for years they released the top 100 games, mm-hmm. right? What's normally number one? Lately, can you remember? Ocarina? I don't know. Lately, sure. it's been Super Mario World. It's been Mario. Ocarina, you usually make an appearance and stuff like that. Well, this year, you can tell that there is the influence of the younger generation or the recent generation, if you will, in gaming. Uh, <laughs> we went through the top 100, and there was something like 34. There, No, it was, it was one-fourth of them were games literally released in the last five years that I could count. And, I mean, if you go back to, say... 2010 to now the last 10 years right so or so it grows even more like it's a lot like where i'm just going hmm and i don't the ones that are closer to 10 years i don't really have a issue with it's more of um it's like i'm seeing things and for those spoilers their number one game is breath of the wild yeah i have no problem with breath of the wild being on that list in any way I'm kind of like, that is a game that is five years old. Maybe we should wait a little bit before we start, or we'll be five years old this year, right? Um, maybe we should wait a little bit before we like elevate it to legendary status of being the greatest game of all time versus, like say, from its own series, A Link to the Past, or for those who love it, Ocarina of Time. I don't have a problem with either one of those ever being picked for Game of the Year because those games have influence gaming for many 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 ages right and there was like another one i like i haven't finished disco elysium i've played a good bit that is a game that is two years old and is number 10 on that list and i'm just like looking at and going hmm okay and i guess it's just that thing where i had to tell myself i'm like you know there's a lot more younger people working at the site now and it's old yeah it's hard to like (laughs) sit there and blame them being like i've never played these things and therefore i'm not as revered about them as i am about these things that i played in my formative years and did shape me into my opinions and why i care about games today yeah well i skimmed the list and i think i do remember seeing breath of the wild as number one Mm. um of all time and it could hey, look, and, and it could be an issue where you say maybe they're young, yeah. But to me, and it's something that I've been sort of trying to advocate for a few years now on the show, um, the idea of nostalgia dictating greatest. I really, I, I've really tried to push back on that. You know, everybody's like Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Two. It's the greatest Assassin's Creed of all time. False, verifiably false. It might be the most important. It might be the most impactful on the series, but best pound for pound, 100% no. Yeah. I mean, is, I mean, Ocarina of Time for the longest has not been the greatest Zelda game of all time, much less the greatest game of all time. Yeah. Maybe that's so that a better way to say Bioshock, it. Bioshock, um, Bioshock two over Bioshock for me all day long. You know, I, it, it's just, it, it's, it's like we fight against our nostalgia mm-hmm of how great a game is versus what's come out after that is 
that is technologically, mechanically, story, every, mm. all these things that have evolved on gaming. I think it could, I mean, you could be right. It could be a, a young group of, of people looking at this now, but it also could be a mindset of resisting the urge to make nostalgia the greatest thing. Maybe you know, I think in, in the world, I think, and, from- and, and, and I'll, I say that full, full with a, you know, fully acknowledging that breath of the wild is the greatest game ever made. 100%. <laughs> I think it was more of like, maybe the best way, like, I don't think it's nostalgia that's like was propelling them. I think it's to me what I saw, like when I think of like a difference of what are my favorite games of all time versus what are the greatest games of all time. The biggest thing that is taken out of the equation when you're just talking about your personal favorites is the importance of a game, right? Like I was looking at this list and I'm going Tetris is pretty well far down that list and i'm like tetris is one of the most important i mean it's the most played game of all time yeah it is the definitive puzzle game doesn't matter what generation you're in there's been a version of tetris right uh and it's always worked very well despite being something that would be considered simplistic in terms of design today but it's important because it shows you things like it's important when you show things like warcraft 3 and what that gives rise to in Dota and in League of Legends and Dude, things like even that. Even GoldenEye 007. It yes. looks like a piece of crap now, but what it did for the FPS genre. Correct. And maybe even a degree for the multiplayer aspect of gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I read it in the article today and I remember hooking up to my, with my friend, mm-hmm. how we would link up. Like you were running together with your buddies on that game and it tied into a movie at the time. Like those games are always going to be important. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I get where John is saying, you know, and people agree breath of the wild greatest game ever. Did it do what it did it do in the same way that you, all the games we just mentioned to the gaming industry, or did it just make a series better? Yeah, it would be like, I would say between the ones that were there. I mean, I think for instance, like the more important one is Skyrim between those, because I think Skyrim is what directly influences breath of the wild it's not that skyrim is necessarily the better game or the funner game right it's what it did and it was so far ahead of everything in what it was doing and basically all of a sudden now everything is an open world game right everyone changed the way they did things but you gotta but you also have to remember in the past five years Mm -hmm. how many people have come along trying to emulate uh you know uh breath of the wild i don't know there's been right. 20 games that have come out high profile that that are trying to be Breath of the Wild. One of the most popular financially games of 2020, Genshin Impact, was a Breath of the Wild clone. Immortals Phoenix Rising was a Breath of the Wild clone. I mean, there's, a, there's an art style, there's an approach. Breath of the Wild is doing now what Skyrim did 10 years ago. Potentially. I can, I can see that argument and I'll nod to it and say, yeah. That's legit. I, somebody pointed out it was Psycho. What's up, Psycho Retros? How you doing, buddy? Um, he would like to see if we could go to the future. Ten years from now, will that hold up? On a I don't know. Like I yeah, I mean, that's the right. thing. Look, I, I always say this. Like, those kind of lists, they're just 
they're a product of the editors of who are there at that moment, right? It's a snapshot in time. This is who is working IGN today, and this is how they feel about games. They're well inclined to make whatever decisions they have, and it's like there is no right answer, right? Like you're you're never going to get a hundred percent people to say this is the greatest game, whatever. You know, like I'm just kind of like in my mind, I'm like, oh. I kind of appreciate it when there is that emphasis of like looking at and going like, like there's a reason why when you do film lists, you generally see a lot of people put sis and Kane at the top. It's not because it's necessarily the easiest film to watch or whatever, but it's more of like what is established, what was willing to do the risk it took. Right. And the production things it did that push it way above a lot of other things. Um, push it real you know, good. Yeah. Right? It was like, it was 30 years ahead of its time basically. <laughs> True. Well, I, I liked it. I loved when I like. So one thing, and John, you can attest to this: when Chris gets heated about something, he turns into a different version of Chris. Well, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> for one thing, I don't think Breath of the Wild was even on his game of the year list when it came out. No. I don't think even. Yeah, yeah it would be in my, be in my top ten. F Zelda. <laughs> it would be in my top ten, but yeah, um, I can't remember what was that year. Twenty sixteen. That was near Automata. I think was your top. Or 2070, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a game that's Says not on all the, right there, Chris. Well, I mean, Says like, it all. that game isn't on that list. I'm like, well, if we're talking about games from the last five, six years, where why is yeah. that not on there somewhere? I go, hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's time to do a series of, um, I don't know, our top plays. Maybe top 50. I don't know. Maybe do top. We, I think we did that a few, a, a while back we did our ago. one of the 50 or hundreds we did like our yeah. top five games each of all time of all time yeah yeah, yeah. didn't we my, have my forever game is going to be mario world spoilers yeah i played that's that my this jam weekend. yeah you did yeah, yeah. mario 3 is better i oh, agree it's not how fight you right now punch you in the throat <laughs> it really is <laughs> i mean a stupid raccoon tail versus a cape bro i mean really i got yoshi <laughs> what do you got what do you got bro you got a key uh, I have I have world four giant True. world. Well, True. well, guys, I, I don't want to say anything, but we are like at 38 minutes. Off. We've missed the people. We've missed them. Plus, we know that we don't have any content coming up. So <laughs> someone's going to look just, at the little note on there and be like, they're going to be like, they never go 38 minutes. Well, we did today. Yeah, they didn't know I shut up. <laughs> are we good? Everybody good? Yeah, I love I love I love when we do what we did just now. And all of us say things. And I love when it's nostalgic and there's games. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome once again to uh, Topic Time, the first of 2022. Uh, whether you skimmed right on through that intro, which was pretty girthy, or if you listened to it, now you're here regardless. Welcome. We are here. As tradition goes, uh, you already kind of probably know what this topic is, but this is where I shut up and I let my man Chris, the homie, the producer, the OG, the voiceover man himself, say what he says. And we get to work. The topic is. 2021 game of the year. It's a little wordy, but it works. I felt that. I did. 
I liked it. Um, so yeah, I think the way we'll go ahead and say this now, and if everybody's cool with this, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do our top three games of 2021. And then as we feel that we need to, uh, all right, dictator, uh, thank you for wishing us a good stream. We, we appreciate it. And you've got the Rona. So definitely chill, relax, stay hydrated. And also don't get around other people. Feel better. Uh, we're going to do our three. And then we'll probably have some honorable mentions as we go, just to kind of keep the conversation going of the goodness that was. Um, I personally have some criteria that I, I wanted to meet um, for my honorable mentions. And I mean, the, the guys will talk about what they do, but. Sean, can I say something real quick? You can say whatever you like. I want to apologize to to the audience on my behalf, not on you guys. I'm sure you guys were perfect this year. Lies. I I, don't, I was I was not uh, the the best gamer this year that I typically am. I, I've I've been rather an old man gamer. <laughs> I, I've covered I've covered on this show whether it be by myself or with other people who've played the games. I've covered about 18 games on this show. I have finished 25% of those games. <laughs> some of those, some of those I've, I've come very close to finishing. Um, and I, I don't know. I, um, candidly, that's one of the reasons why I felt like top three was probably better suited for me, at least for me, at least. Um, but I can say that with these, I can assure the audience with these three games, um, I doubt any other game that I talked about or played would right. have come close to them. So, um, I, I, I like it. You didn't have to say all that. I know you needed to. And I, so if I had had on, I'd tip it to you. I think three is where it gets good. And we okay. do have filler for the other. And why not let the filler be just honorable mentions that yeah. I do like having five. I just, I really just, I, I was, I got distracted with, with one game this year. And then, you know, you guys are aware that I, I, I got, I went down this two month rabbit hole playing dishonored games. I just got really. Yeah. Uh, you Matrix yourself. You followed the rabbit before the movie. I played. I played Castlevania Lords of Shadow this year. <laughs> <laughs> you were playing yeah. uh, Assassin's Creed again. I play. <laughs> yeah, I but it's fine. Uh, Remember I mean, the stress I, of of it doesn't. The, it don't matter. It, does it doesn't not matter. Affect, it doesn't affect Chris because you know Chris is Chris, but you know you guys got sucked down. Age of Empires 2 for a while. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I'm glad for that. I'm glad that, yeah, all of it. Look, the way it worked out is how it should have worked out. And top three is fantastic. If you think about the podiums at like sporting events, they don't have four and five sitting up there with you. They have mm-hmm. three. Bronze, <laughs> silver, gold, bro. And that's where we're at today. And I kind of think moving forward, that might be just fine. You know? And I also want to specify when I when we do the three, two, one that with these games, I am not 100% committed to the order I'm putting them in. I, they have, they have changed. They've been locked in all of them in, in that top three, they've been locked into the top three, but tomorrow it will be different. The next day it will be different because I'm like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? This is probably the, the, the closest three, two, one that I've ever had on this show. That's a good fun fact. I, I like when you say things like that. I'm being quite honest. Yeah. Um, so you want to just, you want to go ahead and Chris, John, just go ahead and do the three, two, one, and then do our honorable mentions afterwards when we're just kind of shooting the Schmidt. Do you want to do them rotating or each do? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could try that. We haven't done that before. We just go, here's three, two, one for me, three, two, one for you, three, two, one for you. We can other. try that. Yeah, let's try that. Yeah. Everything, everything's, you know, change is good, you know? <laughs> well, since what? since John has three games, maybe he should go first. <laughs> yes, he's three games, and these are his three games. Because I'm the only one with three games. No, I, I've only got. I'm gonna do a top three too. I'm gonna do some honorable mentions. No, 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 no. I mean, I might just like three games. He was like, these are the three games. They these are, are the only games I played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you uh, finished four. <laughs> okay, all right. So we'll start off for me with, and we'll, I'm just going down the list, right? Just yeah. All right. What's your number three? Three, two, one. Sound off on it. So my number three, I'm sorry, but my number three this year until tomorrow or until the next day is Metroid Dread. Whoa, did Boo. not see that coming. We are <laughs> totally floored right now. I I need a minute because I, if I well, was, a, gonna, if I, dude, I've needed several minutes. Dude, this is, if this, I was a gambling man, <laughs> I'm going all in on John uh, Metroid Dread. Like so the uh, the check from Nintendo didn't clear this month, huh? Yeah, apparently it not, not. It did not clear, bro. It did not clear. Did Plus, your face light up when you played that game? Lit up like no other game you talked about all year. Yeah, and I, I mean, hope you I, feel I, bad I, for putting it at three right now. <laughs> I mean, I would even go so far as to say that this game, pound for pound, and you know I like pound for pound, is better. Uh, is better than and look we and this goes back to our, our earlier discussion about IGN's top 100. It's a better game than Super Metroid. It is it is it is the best um, 2D Metroid game I've played. Yeah. From from moments from moments that I've always wanted to see in Metroid. If you know about if you know about the uh, the the character of Samus and, and where she come f- comes from and why she is who she is and where did she go and how the God, story Yes. <laughs> and how the story ties itself, you know, together and connects itself all the way back to the original game. Um, it really from, you know, there were so many and, and you guys, you, you guys knew what I was scared of this year. There were so many um, Metroidvania games that I played this year from Ender Lilies to to fist to all, you know, all these other Metroidvania games, I was worried that people are doing Metroidvania games better than Nintendo was capable of doing them. But this came along and completely blew all that stuff out of the water. Um, Sean, yeah. I don't know how much you got, how far you got in the game, but it's, it's just, I, I think Dude. I even, I, I made Sean a convert of the Metroid series. It Dude. is, you know, the 2d Metroid F- series. Emmys. <laughs> they scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. I panic. Um, but yeah, no, I think what you said in covering the game, something that stood out to me was you you mentioned everything like you just did. The Ender Lilies and Metroidvania. Then you said, Metroid said, they stood up and they said, hold my beer. And they showed you, now, nah, bro, we are Metroidvania. We have the name in the name. Yeah. You know. And it, and it, and it, and it did so many new things, but it, and it also went back to this. It's not that it's a, it's not that it's a hard game. Like, like dark souls or Sekiro is hard. By the way, I beat Sekiro. <laughs> but, um, it's that, it's that old classic, um, 
eighties and nineties era where, where, where the, where the boss fights are challenging, but it's simply about learning a pattern and just, and, and once you get the, once you get the pattern figured out, the boss fight is relatively easy, but you know, that, that, that nightmarish, I thought there was this, there was this moment I think I'd said on the show where I was at the last boss and I thought, I hope I'm not too old right. to be capable. You hyped yourself uh, up. From like what maybe, I like maybe Sekiro was my last ditch. <laughs> this is it. It was it. It was like, you know, Rocky fought the Russian and then he, then he retired, you know, <laughs> but that's, uh, but, but that's, uh, that's my number three game of the year. And I will say, I mean, my top three as of today, um, or the way I'm going to present them is is surprising even to me. Uh, so my number two uh, game of the year is Deathloop. That is that is my number two. This game, um, when I first heard about it, and when I was seeing the ads, and when I was seeing you know all of all of these things for it. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea. I was like, is, is it a roguelike? Is it a, what, what exactly is this thing? I will, I will candidly admit that aside from maybe, maybe prey, it's not, it, it's probably arcane's weakest game from my perspective. Um, I think Dishonored 2 is a masterclass Agreed. in level, in level design and stealth action. Um, but this, but this game came along and surprised me because I don't think I've ever played a game like this. And people are, you know, people are giving, um, are comparing this game, um, a game that, uh, Mr. Mandy plays calls his most disappointing game of 2021. But, um, this game, I'd never played anything like it, but people are comparing it. Some saying better, some saying not as good as this year's earlier hitman three like hitman three did what death loop does but but did it better can i tell Um, you uh i started playing the hitman trilogy over the holiday break and john you would really like that series and you should go it's on sale right now and you should go buy it because you can get the uh all three games basically for 13 dollars. yeah okay and, and play them within hitman three but um the but you know even though this might be the one, one of the weaker arcane games, it still excels. Um, arcane's weakest game is better than most games, you know, in, in, in my opinion, I think there's some of the best out there as far as doing what they do. And I hope they finally with this game reached, you know, a level, I, I think they designed this game in a certain way that to, to, to meet a more broader appeal. Uh, people have criticisms about how the ending went down, but to me, it's like you know, tell me how you designed that game, and I'll give you a billion dollars. I don't know how anybody could design a game. I don't know how anybody could design the game that people wanted, if that makes sense. But you, um, you know, what's funny is that I did hear this, and I didn't even know. I forgot this existed. John, did you ever play the Moon, uh, like DLC for Prey? I have it, but no, I haven't touched it, but people are comparing it. Like, to like it's like you look at that, that little DLC and you can see the early yes. DNA. Everyone of, said uh, that is, loop. that's pretty much death loop from the start. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think some people have heard that's the criticism, I guess, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that they're like, they did this already and they did it better, you know, like in their mind, at least I, I haven't okay. played it, so I can't say. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, the characters are one of the best parts of this game. At least um, Cole and Juliana are the best part. One of some of the best parts of this game, particularly after you after you die and you re-enter the loop. There's like a there's there's always an exchange between Juliana and and Cole and like one of the earlier <clears throat> they can it can be very very funny and and very well delivered lines where you know uh, Juliana maybe th- throws you out of a window at the beginning of the game and then you land on your back and you're like yep we definitely dated you know like she's like she's mad at you for something and you can't figure out why and he's like did we date or something you know um, but just really great banter back and forth. Uh, most of the, I mean, the enemies, um, the main enemies, the, what do they call them? The, uh, visionaries I thought are really well made, well thought out. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my number two game of the year really lost steam over the course of the year. Um, people really started to turn on it. Um, but I'm still there with it. I think it's, I think it's actually very fantastic, but my number one game of the year, um, I think it's absolutely obvious at this point what that is, and that's Resident Evil Village. I was like, I know uh, it's going to start with an R because it's either going to be Ratchet and Clank or Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you thought Ratchet and Clank would have been even close. I don't. I didn't. I finish thought. It. I thought that was <laughs> really. You never finished. It? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I didn't finish it. Um. In fact, it, it's possible that I would put Psychonauts above ratchet at this point Hmm. not sure but uh, resident evil village um i beat that game seven or eight times i am one trophy away from the platinum all i got to do is get an s rank on all of the mercenary missions which is kind of like a it's not in it's not in the main story it's like a side content for it but i get that trophy and it's a platinum um you know (laughs) When there's a Resident Evil, I mean, we've been in a Resident Evil renaissance for the past few years, ever since uh, Resident Evil 7, and I've just enjoyed every minute of it. Um, and this one is one of the strongest outings. Um, it's like it, it it does, it combines, it, it's like a classic Resident Evil 4 throwback. It's got some really crazy, scary moments, but it also gives you that action-heavy stuff. And every single level, if you will, every single section or chapter of the game is different from the next. Like the first one, the first level, you've got the classic scenario. And then the second level, you've got this haunted house where you have no weapons. All you have to, all you, all your, all you need to do is just simply survive it. This, this absolute house of horrors that is some of the best level design since Dishonored 2. Um, but I played this game so much. I love this game so much. And that's really what it came down to for me. Like any other day, this game could be number two or three, but I, 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 I came down to the fact that how much did you play a game this year? Deathloop was one playthrough. I started it again, but didn't, you know, I didn't get too far. Deathloop was one playthrough. Metroid Dread was one playthrough. Um, Resident Evil Village was seven or eight playthroughs trying to get that trophy and 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 it never got stale it never got old because i was going for some i mean i beat the game by using only a knife like there was this one trophy you had to get where you can only beat the game you can't use a weapon you can't use a gun if you use a gun you lose the trophy and and it was very hard to keep my head in there 
to just remember not to shoot anything. <laughs> I mean, there were some parts where you had to, but you know, there were some enemies that I was just, it was really funny, just sort of just swiping at their ankles, you know, trying to bring them down. Um, but it was a blast from beginning to end. Um, and I would recommend <laughs> if anybody, if anybody wants to play a Resident Evil game, I would recommend diving into this one first. Except me, because um, you only recommend me to play VR <clears throat> Resident Evil games and you totally, know it scares the no. Jesus out of me. Yeah, I, I because I mean, who knows that this um, Resident Evil Four on the Oculus could could have been my game of the year had I gone down that rabbit hole. But that is my game of the year today. But the but like I said, these games, <laughs> um, they're too close together for it to have been um, close for any other game to be considered. Even even if we done four and five the four and five would have been so far down, not even touching these three games. So ladies and gentlemen, that is my games of the year. Nice. We, uh, <laughs> the only shocker for me was as low as dread was, uh, anything else. Uh, I feel like you probably do. They could be interchanged. And when I thought about what I thought your games would be, you didn't surprise me, which is not a bad thing because I knew how much you love these games. If that makes sense. For sure. So now it's you. I changed my mind. Death Loop's number one. (laughs) (laughs) Is it me? I don't care. Whatever you want to do. You tell me. Coin. Someone flip. I don't care. Um. All right. I can. Do you want me to flip a coin? Do you want to flip a coin? I've got a coin. Do I got to call it since you're flipping it? You got to call it. Are you catching your hands? Are you? So Abe Lincoln on the penny. His heads, heads, <laughs> and the uh, wait, the why shield the shield on the back would be tails? That's the Lincoln Memorial. It, it doesn't look like it right here. If you look very closely, you can see him in the Lincoln Memorial. Nope, nope. nope. I think they changed the penny. It says E Plurbius, bruh. <laughs> e Plurbius, <laughs> one cent. <laughs> they changed under, it under many. Bro, I wonder if it's under the uh, <laughs> under. No, I just meant I meant the uh, the picture Dude, on the back is. Yes, they've changed it. This is an old penny. This is a new penny. What's it got? The new now? penny is a shield. Yeah, that says E Pluribus Bruh, <laughs> and then the other one is the memorial <laughs> that you can see him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's they changed it. Full spooling. All right. So Chris, call it heads. Heads. All right. It's on the floor. It is a heads. Heads what? So I get to pick who goes, I guess. Do what I, does he win? I, I'm going to defer. Mean, I defer to the second half. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. You win the toss. Do yeah, you, okay. uh, what do you want? I'll defer you, to the second half. You now half. get to choose. I defer to the second half. I like All right. So that means it's my go, John. That's what that means. So, yeah. Um, we're going to go this is, way. Wait. You're going to defend. I'm going to defend by the student section yeah, with the wind yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, John started in it, and I loved his list. So um, we'll see where this takes us. Uh, for me, my number three game this year was a game. A, <laughs> see, John deferring is. Um, it's a game that I did not play the original 2005 game of. Um, I, I, I did not know about how good this series was or could be, or the game itself was. Uh, 
when Xbox bought Double Fine and they introduced Tim Schafer on stage, I instantly said, I like that dude. I'll play his games. And if you recall, Psychonauts 2 was already announced a few years before, and, and everybody thought the acquisition of Double Fine to Xbox was a good, good thing. And let me tell you, playing Psychonauts 2, we Chris and I reviewed this game on the show. If you remember at the time, John had not really put a lot of time into it. You heard him say since then he probably would put it above like a Ratchet and Clank as the year ended. Um, but this game, from for me, from story, uh, from from character voice acting, um, to level design, to graphics, to challenge, um, it was it was a a no brainer that it was going to end up on my list. Um, at, at at a high mark, I really enjoyed playing this game, and I enjoyed the fact that uh, towards the end. Chris watched me kind of play the game. He watched me finished it, um, which was a very cool thing. And, and, and it reminded me, you know, how cool it is when you actually get to play games with people and, and being around people. But yeah, Psychonauts 2 was fun. It was fun being on the, you know, the ride. It, at some point, it's very psychedelic. And I, I remember Chris telling me he got to that psychedelic stage before me. And he said, buddy. <laughs> so I mean there was he was always a step ahead and it was good you know him giving me little little hints of what was to come and I got to say I I don't know how long it'll be till we get a cycle notch 3 but I imagine one will come our way it's not that this story wasn't buttoned up nicely it was um it was self-contained it did it did kind of feed into the very end of cycle knots 1 but I told you I didn't play that game and it was no issue me picking it up, understanding what was going on and, and going from there. So this game was a pure, pure, you know, blast to play solid number three for me. Uh, my second game. So for whatever reason, acid sugar in chat is not putting Sean's number three. Um, that's fine. Or about <laughs> it. We'll get us another new head boy. Where is our head boy? It's fine. No, one uh, knows. <laughs> Nowhere. Exactly. Um, My number two game this year uh, was possibly considered to be my number one game. But it did not overtake it. Uh, I love and have loved this franchise for many years. Uh, And for the first time, I believe in its history, it was released with a multiplayer first, and then a campaign was released. Uh, it's kind of like there's a formula for that, and it seems like they got a plan now. <clears throat> and I'm gonna if if this was a full course meal and this was just the appetizer, I can't wait for more. Uh, another game, and this is gonna be a trend. Chris saw me beat this game. I think I literally saw every single one of the top three that I'm guessing, because I'm guessing I know what your number one is. You so. probably do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so number number two was Halo Infinite, the campaign. And it was a story. I remember I did. And remember, I didn't play five. I haven't. I still literally it's one of Sean's infamous cellophane wrapped games over there. It's still un, it's still brand new. Didn't play it in a large part of that. And you guys, it's not a bad thing. But I remember John being so let down. You were so let down of Halo 5. It worried me. I never pushed the button. And Chris didn't really like stop you 
from Bashin Five. Chris was like, man, no, there's there's good parts and there's some very bad parts. But the challenge of Halo Infinite, um, the pure BA that you get to be as Master Chief, uh, the the story that they're able to kind of weave together and tie in. Uh, not imperative that you've played the previous games because they do kind of fill you in on some things. You probably need to be a little aware of previous Halo installments uh, to understand characters and, and what they are. Uh, but, you know, Halo kind of shows you, hey, this is how a first-person game is supposed to play. Uh, it was real funny. We got a friend playing Halo right now, like all the way from the beginning. And he's seeing things and he's saying, this kind of reminds me of the ghost in destiny or this. And then you're like, that's because these guys kind of know what they're doing. You he know what I mean? He's calling 343 guilty spark ghost. And we're just like, yeah, you do realize. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> but Halo, uh, Halo uh, Infinite. It, it It's funny when you look at the Xbox store, it's getting like three out of six stars or three out of five. It, and I don't know what the Metacritic is on right now, but if you're a fan of Halo, and you have one of the Xboxes you can have to play this game or a computer. I think it's an absolute must play for the for the for Xbox. You have to play this game and it is very challenging and it is a game that you're going to feel very awesome that you beat what I consider to be the the second to final boss which I think should have been the final boss but as far as difficulty yeah. that that SOB was no joke. Um, he was legit and it, I, if you play it, I hope you have a good time. If you haven't got it yet, it's on game pass. So there's another reason for you to get that. There's so many positives. And then like, I, I didn't even touch the multiplayer and I'm hearing nothing but good things on it's back. It's what halo multiplayer is. And I think they kind of, like I mentioned, they have a plan. They have a, a set of things they're planning to do over the course of the next few years. And, as long as there's Halo, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it up. Bottom line, and it's not because Stone Cold said so. <laughs> what? So that takes us to my number one game, Metroid Dread <laughs> Sneaker, um, Skyward Sword. <clears throat> so this game, uh, we we uh, this game, uh, folks that decided to watch me play this game could could have. I actually played this game on this service here on Twitch uh, TV. Uh, and I played this game very early in the year. And as a joke, as I played this game, I played with a person. His name was Chris. We we were caught off guard on how in the, is there going to be a goatee candidate the first game like we kind of play of the year. And then when you watch the the video game awards, uh, technically it was probably like my first game, not Chris's. But when you watch the video game awards and it wins game of the year, I'm I'm talking about it takes two. Uh, those folks they know how to make a a multiplayer game, but it's not the traditional multiplayer. Uh, Joseph Fares, he's he says what he says. He he doesn't hold anything back, uh, and. I love everything that they've done. I loved a way out. Uh, and, and I was very much looking forward to it. It takes two and it's fantastic. I think it's uh, one of those games that if you slept on it, uh, 
we're the world's greatest podcast on video games. And one of your hosts just said it's his game of the year. It won a video game award. What are you waiting for? The game is phenomenal. Enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed all of us talking about our game so far. We still have Chris to go. Uh, but yeah, that's my list. Three, two, one. There it is. Yeah. Hey. All right. News. <laughs> <laughs> Always wants to cut me out. Always wants to. Uh, yeah. Guess what my number three is, Sean? It takes two. There it is. <laughs> and that means there's some strong stuff coming up because you really enjoyed this game. Really I did. did. I mean, like, it was it was in contention for, I mean, it was definitely, you're right. It was the first thing I played where I was like, well, that's the pedestal to beat. Um, and it stayed that way for a good bit of the year. Um, I'm with Sean. I think, I really think Hazel Light is just a unique studio and does what they do so well like they don't care what you would want them to make they're they're more concerned about thinking about the games they want to make and then giving you things you didn't even realize you wanted you know like it's it's a studio that's going like yeah you need a game about a couple going through divorce and trying to reconcile that and in the process of this we're going to give you just a tribute to all these games that you loved and maybe haven't touched in a while. Right. You know, and there's just so many moments um, where even though I've said this before, I said like the, the ending of the game to me is a little bit too cut and dry where I was like, especially coming off of a way out and Sean remembers how painful that ending was. I was was, thinking if if our two characters do something remotely close to that, I'm in trouble. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, there, it, it's not to say that there weren't those moments here. Cause I mean, it, it does this great job of saying it has a moment in this game where I give them credit. Like people do so many messed up things in games to achieve objectives. Like they're given objectives and they don't question them. And this game gives you a moment that is one of the most horrifying things. And, and I mean, it's, it's not like it's a, hard gameplay gimmick or anything. It's just like the fact that you are looking at the person you're playing this with in the eyes. You're like, are we really doing this? Is this, is this the kind of people we are? You know, apparently apparently we are. Yeah. Apparently we are the people in the last of us that would just like, you know, kill anyone for the sake of uh, our benefit. I guess that's the kind of people we are in this. Um, But yeah, cutie, the uh, elephant will remember you always. Um, Rest in peace. Right. <laughs> and power. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just like, you know, the confidence. It, it's like it has the confidence of a Mario game where you think of like Mario Galaxy consistently changing the levels or Odyssey, right? Of like the elements they're going through. And here they're doing it in styles of game where it's like, yeah, we can do Diablo. Here we go. Here's Diablo, you know, and you're having fun playing Diablo for a little bit. Oh, did you like the sea? action from the assassin's creed games here you go we're going to do something that has a co-op feel to it um to you know even fighting games and and of course the classic mario type platformers i think the score is amazing um and just most importantly if you go with co-op it's not something as simple as we're going through the level and you have to hit switch a and i have to hit switch b it's it's literally okay we need to get up there 
I am supposed to do this and Sean is supposed to do this. How can we time our actions so that we achieve objectives? And that's, that's what you would want. I think out of something that is a co-op experience, true and true. Um, so, you know, I can't wait to see what they do next. Uh, I also love it because they seem to have this like perfect balance where they're not allowing themselves to get bought out by EA, but they keep going. We will gladly let you publish our games. Right. And therefore they kind of still have the freedom and independence to do what they want. Um, so I just, I hope that studio just gets bigger and bigger and their ambitions grow as uh, their success continues to grow with it. Uh, my number two was actually my number four until a couple of weeks ago when a friend of ours pulled me back in because he finally decided to pick up the controller and play. And I was quickly reminded how amazing this game is and just how far above it is in anything in terms of graphics and just what's going on this year. And it's got to be Forza Horizon 5. I mean, it's the soundtrack is amazing. What? The oh. the fact that you can spend, you know, you could spend 10 hours if you want to. Yeah. Simply driving around going for XP boards. Like how do I hit an angle to get the XP board up there? Yeah. Or gang fast travel boards, you know, going off and doing things like the eliminator, which is a really cool take on bow Royale online. Um, and you don't have to just go do a basic, do three, do three laps and that's it, you know, and that's it. Then you're done. And you can have the hardcore simulation. If you want, you can pump it up and the game will ask you consistently. If you do start winning, Hey, do you want to amp up the difficulty? Some, you know, get some more money, have a little bit more challenge. But if you get to a level, you're like, okay, this is just too much. I have to be perfect in everything I'm doing. You can go, let me just, you know, dial it back some and I'll go and, have a blast doing that. You know, there's all types of racing in this game versus what you get in a tra- traditional Forza game. And I think that's just great. The The setting is great everywhere from like where it drops you first into the desert uh, and then takes you out to these crowded, uh, you know, jungles um, up to the to a mountain, which is just crazy to launch off of and see your car going, you know, 189 miles an hour flying off the top of a volcano is something to behold <laughs> and figuring out how you don't crash, uh, down to being in like the open plains and seeing like, Oh, Hey, um, a skill challenge song has come on. You're getting double XP for the next two and a half minutes. And you're just trying to figure out how to keep skill chains going and not crash into things. It's a blast. It, it just doesn't matter what you're doing in the game. I don't think there's, a part of it that's not fun. Um, and, that's, and that's, and in essence, that's what we need to be reminded of, right? With games. That yeah. If you're having fun playing it, how is it not one of your most favorite games? Like, yeah. Let's be honest. It really is the game that I, I would say like I could pick up at any moment this year and play for 20 minutes or three hours. And it would be perfectly fine with me, you know, doing that versus some other games where it really is dialing it. Uh, but my number one, uh, is I don't think too much of a shock here if you've listened to what I've said since it came out. Um, but yeah, Psych- Far Cry Six, <laughs> Psychonauts Two, um, by far. Uh, I don't think like this is an interesting year to me because I don't know if the like any of these games when you get to the end of this generation are going to be like say the top ten of the games of the generation. But to me, this was just a studio doing 
finally getting the time to do something and do it to perfection. Uh, and I think it shows. I think it's the most artistically creative game. I think it has one of the best, if probably not the best story out there. It has great voice acting. It has great music. It has great level designs. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's very easy to think when you're playing this game that after maybe the first couple of hours that everything is just going to be a retread. But their creativity of where they go from level to level, I mean, down to like when you get the big reveals in the end and it's like literally doing it on a basically a variation of a small world like ride at Disney World, you know, with all the little dancing dolls giving you all this exposition. I was like, this is just clever. This is great. Everything about the game. That's a good word to describe the game is clever in general. Yeah. Yeah, You get to the end of this ride and then there's a gift shop with, you know, where you can see your pictures from the ride and everything. You're like, this is just such narcissism, but great. (laughs) But they knew how to poke fun at things. Yes. Way that I don't, I don't think I've seen in a long time, but really, but really like, you know, I think the main thing above all else is, you know, we often take the various issues, you know, some of them are, are, mental issues that are talked about in this game. Some of them are very easy to be compassionate towards, but I really give Tim Schafer and company credit for making a game in the modern age about these things. And while maybe showing why they're bad, like their tendencies or anything, like why it can be a, you know, like why depression can pull you down or alcoholism, whatever it, it does such a good job of, looking at the situation and never punching down at the person who's going through it. And I really, at all. like, I really appreciate that. Like where you can emphasize like, yes, this is why this person this way. It doesn't mean they're a complete POS uh, to put abbreviations. See John, a POS. Is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they, you know, that they're inherently flawed. It's just, you know, <laughs> people, life is hard and it life, creates life issue. hard. Yo. Yeah. And how we, grapple with them even down to like the villains of the game and how it resolves itself like it's it's trying to be the optimist of like inherently evil is a very rare thing in this world so let's not maybe rush to harp on that yeah you know i think a lot of people could learn from that message out there but on top of that it gave me a tribute to the beatles in a psychedelic late 60s way with jack black I will never forget. And uh, it was everything I wanted for, for that level. It's probably one of my favorite levels I've ever gone through right up there with the uh, clockwork mansion, John, uh, from that in a different way, in a different way, but yeah, but yeah, that's my game of the year. And I'll probably put it number 25 of the generation when we're all done, because there'll be, (laughs) Uh, just want to point out once again, I have ranked a game way higher that I played with my friend Chris than he did with me. He's uh, talking about Wolf, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood as a throwback to that. <laughs> no, I was talking about when I played A Way Out with Chris and I put it on my list and he didn't put it on his list. I did not. No. Well, did I, I put, mean, I was sad. I, why I did put you? Youngblood on my list though, right? Chris? You did. Uh, you did. You did. You and me, we vibed. We're good. You know. Right. I mean, I put yeah, Takes Two and we both had on here. You did. But I'm saying like for me, it always, it's, this is just me being funny. Sean mm-hmm. loves us more than we love him. I think yes. Point. Pretty yeah. much. And yeah. I feel it right now. I got to go. Um, so there was a game and, and we mentioned some honorable mentions, John, was there any game, uh, we, maybe we can do a round table, just spit some off. Wait, what? 
um, where you say this game, talk about it for a minute, then Chris and I do the same. If we got a couple more, one each, whatever we want to do, we yeah. can just kind of say these are some games <clears throat> from our perspectives that maybe they weren't our top three, but you definitely should maybe check these out if this fits you. I will second well, sh- uh, Halo for you before you go, but go ahead, John. Just uh, shout out to Acid on this. Um, seen him play this a couple times on when I'm on my OLED. Um, I have thought about consistently all year long, and, and that's one of the reasons I, I, I put <laughs> Village as number one is because it was constantly in my brain all year. Another game that's that's been in my head all year is Monster Hunter Rise. That game was one of my um, new experiences that I just wanted to go back to and never really got a chance to go back to it fully. Um, I, I restart, I restarted it. I, I will admit I restarted it since I have the OLED. I, I, I created a new character because it, the, the, the game was so complex and so demanding, um, that I, after seven or eight months, I, I just, I, I don't think I would have remembered how to go back to it. So I've done that. Um, in addition to that, I do want to give a shout out to a game that I, really enjoyed playing again um called skyward sword so those are my kind of my two honorable mentions there don't so. by the way don't think that i didn't think about just going number three mm-hmm. mass effect three number two mass effect one number one mass effect two because you know that's really the real answer to everything but um the two i would shout out that weren't on any of our lists because like i said i think like if if we had done five number four would have been halo infinite for me um which shouldn't be too shocked given listen go listen to the two episodes that we talked about halo you'll understand why <clears throat> i would be there but uh the two i would shout out that weren't on anyone's list um i said it <clears throat> when we talked about it i think guardians of the galaxy is the one i most want Ooh! a sequel for uh in the future i think it it hit me in a way where I was so surprised, you know, I was, <laughs> I was in no way anticipating highly this game. And I love being, you know, proven wrong in that retrospect that it's like, wow, okay. Those dudes landed this and they landed in a way that I was not expecting. Um, and then the other one that I still say is the most impressive feat by any team this year uh, and I think maybe got lost in the weeds for some people, unless they're just unless they're just like hardcore steam people um, would be Valheim. I mean, what Valheim did with five people making that game, we played that this year. That's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, we had like a three week period where that was, was what all in. Yeah. Like that game gave me flashbacks to, you know, as I said, like early two thousands, I was just like, man, I love this game. I'm kind of waiting now for them to kind of get to their finished product. So, I can go back and start again and probably piss Mike and Sean off because, you know, I'm not online. They can't come on my server and all that. <laughs> yeah. Valheim, uh, legit. I second that um, for sure. Those are some really tight honorable mentions for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give some love to a game that I kind of, I slept on and finally played it. And once I started playing it, I could not stop playing it. And it's because of the music in me. It's because of my appreciation for anything that I like, I like. Um, and I'm talking from a musical, from a musical like standpoint. This game is called The Artful Escape. Mm. Um, some may argue that it's one of those like firewatchy games where is it a game? Uh yeah. 
it is. You play a freaking guitar and what kind you of, jump. What kind of prima donna would say things like game? Right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it it was it literally at, at one point I thought about putting it in my top three because when I think about this game, it's it's really good memories. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh and it had some some storytelling in it, um, some overcoming of some stuff. And it was the journey of said overcoming um, of maybe a shadow or a thing that you don't, you're not quite ready to be or that you think you are, but you're not Um, some deep stuff there, but it was a very, and it was very weird. The game was just weird. And I loved it. I loved what, I don't know. I love those kind of things. A music game will always kind of get me. And finally a game that uh, I I can't mention one of my goaties or, or, you know, one of these episodes and not mention a VR game. Uh, Sniper Elite VR. Uh, so if you if you own it on PlayStation VR or Oculus, this is a full package VR game. If you like Sniper Elite games, this is it. You get to see the things you get to see in Sniper Elite in VR. Uh, and it's very challenging. I'm currently stuck on a level. I think I'm on, I mentioned level 12 out of out of 20, something like that. And this on this level, you're in this house and you got to defend it. And Germans are mean. And aggressive, <laughs> and some can get past sniper rifles, especially if you can't shoot. But uh, but uh, yeah, check it out. It's 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 legit. It's a good meaty game. And John still wanted me to play Resident Evil Two, which in the Oculus Store has one of the highest ratings of any game ever for for VR and four. Sorry, Resident Evil Four, not two. I'm still terrified, so I don't know. But yeah, those well, are those are two I'll give you. Well, well, since you only named one game, you can name another one. That's funny. AF. The one I have the biggest regret this year, though, um, as I teased up to John, I really am regretting now because I just didn't get into it because of the way they released it originally, where it was episodic, is Hitman. Because as soon as I started that the other night, I was like, what did I sleep on for the last five years? <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is, this is the kind of game I usually love. And I feel bad. Cause I, I almost in my mind, I could see Hitman three, right? Like being in my top five or top three, you know, whatever, even top three, I could see it. Like I haven't played those levels yet. So I can't say I'm going in order. I'm doing Hitman one right now. And I'm about halfway through, I think, but I boo me, shame me. Because uh, oh, yes, I I I messed up on that end, and I admit. And 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 I mean, that's kind of like parting shots here. Yes, John, absolutely. If you own a Nintendo, um, you gotta play Metroid. You gotta and you gotta play Skyward Sword. Uh, I kind of kind of stopped playing Skyward Sword. I wish I wouldn't have. I was really my teeth were into the story. I can't. I think I started DJing really heavy. Didn't play a lot of things. And I kind of hate that. That has been happening to me recently on a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, any parting shots? Games maybe you didn't get enough time in that you wish you would have? So many, dude. Um, I, I, I've i been tinkering again with uh, Bravely Default 2. Mm. Um, really, that game had a real nice charm to it that I liked. So I'm, you know, diving back into that. Um, got to finish Guardians. I got really far <laughs> in Guardians. Um Jeez, uh, it's like Psychonauts Two is, I think, my biggest regret. regret for not finishing. And since when do I not even put a dent into a Far Cry game? I, it's just, yeah, 
It's just been a hey, it's just you're changing, a you know, and it's fine. We love you. <laughs> My body's changing. <laughs> Chris, you got any parting shots? Um, tales. You of don't a... really dabble. No. Mario Golf, <laughs> right? Honorable we... freaking mention. <laughs> Dude. I would like to uh, put more time into Tales of Arise. I really need to yes. get back and finish near Replicant. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, besides that, if I didn't finish it, I didn't feel like it was probably worth finishing in my book. <laughs> Elite PC Master Race. No, gamer. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna apologize for a game not being able to hold my attention. I think like the one that I would say that I did not finish, and right now I probably would not go back on my own. But if I could get like you two or someone else to come in and play with me, because I think it would be better as a co-op experience, would be the Ascent. I really liked it from what I was playing. Wasn't that um, a movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, weird, that was that was a blast. I wanted to play Aliens with John. Alien Fire Team yeah. Elite. I, no, just because I didn't know until that moment, I didn't know John was an Alien fan. The way he's an Alien fan. Because you were like, if there's a guy who loves Aliens, it's Chris. Yeah, not yeah. John. And Definitely John, not John. Was like, hi. I'm John. Nice I mean, to meet you. Metroid was 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 inspired by Ridley Scott's Alien movie. Yeah, that was yeah. the chief inspiration. It, for it makes movie. sense, but when I think of John, if I had to say movies or things he likes, Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, Wild Metroid Wild West. Also, Metroid was also inspired by the Rocky franchise. Was it now? <laughs> Um, Acid Sugar, The Ascent, I believe, is on Xbox and PC. Which, by the way, how many teraflops um, do I got now, boys? I think it's eventually coming to PS5, but I don't know if it's released yet. Let's see how many teraflops I got. John, you have uh, a, it's like 12 or 13, I think, is the, na- the number. I got a lot of teraflops now. <laughs> Psycho Retro says he played Fireteam Elite for approximately 10 minutes and instantly deleted it. <laughs> That's nice. That's yeah, how I was with the... Did you play it after John? Uh, John's review by chance. That's how I was. He, 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 he made me want to play that terrible game. <laughs> That's how I it was with um. You didn't. Praise prayers for the god, which finally came out in its full form after like all these teases and stuff, and it was supposed to be like a shadow of Colossus. Played it for ten <laughs> minutes and then went to Steam and said, "I would like a refund." They said, "Yes, sir." I said, "Thank you." <laughs> Moved on with my life. That's yeah. Nice. Well, you guys, you think we buttoned it up? You think we we did pretty good for that 2021 there? Really looking forward to stuff in 2022. There's a teaser, and and we'll kind of leave it there. We'd love to, even though this was the episode, and we may bring them up in a minute. We'd love to hear what your goatees were for this year. Um, if you kind of miss our notifications that we sent out right yeah. before recording, hey, send us in and tell us what your thoughts were, or thoughts on this show, or what your games were. We appreciate you. And now we'll talk about some news. I think. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 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 <laughs> Welcome news. to news, everybody. The first news of 2022, and let me tell you about some free stuff. Apparently, free it's coming free. from the 20 or 1922. <laughs> radio wire uh the news uh this is uh free games for january we'll start with playstation then we'll go into other other genres 
Uh, Dirt 5, you could get on PlayStation Plus. That's Dirt 5, not 4, Dirt 5. Deep Rock Galactic, shout out to that, Chris. We should probably pick that up. I've wanted uh, to pick then, that up with you. Well, I mean, it's on Game Pass. Is it? Yeah, I've wanted yeah, to play it. We have with a new Xbox. We could. Uh, Persona 5 Strikers. I don't know what the Strikers means in that whole thing. Maybe it's an expansion. I don't know. You guys no, know more than me. I think Persona 5 Strikers is basically the um, the Hyrule Warriors or whatever thing for them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Sean, special prize to the audience if they can tell you how many times Chris said Game Pass on his holiday music extravaganza. I just want them to know where they can play games. I mean, <laughs> for, for $1 for three months, it's just such a great deal, guys. We so literally me, have we have nothing green. They don't send us anything, money, uh, apparel with logos on it, you know, free subscriptions to things. Please send yet, me day in and day out. This is what you do. Please send me free subscriptions to Game Pass, Phil. Thank I you. would I, every show I would rock an Xbox shirt if Phil would send them to me. You know. Oh well, Psycho Retro says it's basically a short, shorter version of Persona Five story. Though I thought. I thought this was a sequel to Persona 5 in the story. Like they, I read somewhere you need to play Persona 5 before you play this, but maybe I'm, I don't know. I could, as we figure that out, I'll let you know the games with gold, uh, Nero Voider, uh, for you from January 16th through the 15th of February, you can have the game aground. From the 1st through the 15th, you can have Radiant Silver Gun. Switching back for the 16th, but going only to the 31st, you can have Space Invaders Infinity Gene. For Game Pass, you can get Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Chris, should I play it finally? Um, Spelunky 2. <clears throat> Outer Wilds. Ooh. Ooh. Garagoa. Garagoa. Correct me in front of my friends again. I was about to say, don't do that. <laughs> Alicia. Olaja. Olaja. Oliha. You think I'm saying weird words? That's the name of the word. Actually, <laughs> weird words. A special episode of Weekly year. Games Chat. Sean says weird words. Weird words. <clears throat> I've downloaded the last two because I have heard good things about both of them. I know they're. One's a puzzle game. Gorgoa is a puzzle game that's yeah. supposed to be like hand drawn and artistic. And then Elijah, <laughs> Elijah, o- well, I don't know. Um, Oliha. Yeah, is uh, kind of like a weird, like it's like an isometric view, but it's a 2D platformer at the same time. I, I feel know. so dumb when you talk like that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm surprised you didn't know about Gorgoa. I just saw it today. And nice. I was reading up on it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, Sean, Very thanks cool. for that update. I appreciate that. Speaking. I wish, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind doing updates. <laughs> I, I, you appreciate updates, Chris. Your thoughts well, on updates? Speaking of updates. Boo. Final <laughs> Fantasy 16 gave us got an update from Square Enix, who has confirmed that the COVID-19 pandemic has caused significant delay by almost a half year and that the next big reveal will not take place until the spring. The producer of the game, uh, Nakio Yoshida, 
I don't know if I said that first name right. Butchered. Uh, shared this news via Twitter, Twitter, uh, and Whoa. apologized <laughs> that they were unable to keep the their promise to show more of the game in 2021. Quote, greetings, everyone. When we last spoke, I promised I would have more information on Final Fantasy 16 sometime later in 2021. However, I regret to inform you that I will be unable to keep that promise as complications stemming from the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic have delayed the game's development by almost half a year. I believe they said, yeah, oh, we already said it, yeah, that hopefully sometime in the spring, so maybe E3 yeah. will get an update, right? We'll get yeah, and, and it's crazy, man. The, the pandemic's not going anywhere. Omicron is, is settling on in, and we just hope that we still get to have things that we've kind of gotten reused to having again. And a small update, uh, I'm sorry, a small delay. If yeah. you're a fan of this, you'll be okay. Spring I mean, is only a few months away. Well, I mean, like when they're like, oh, it got delayed by COVID. I'm like, or did it just get delayed because it's a Final Fantasy game and they take forever they're to like, make their games? True. true. <laughs> it's just the honest true. truth for them. One million new cases today. Right? Oof. We did it. Yay. Yeah. How do I pivot and mention one million <laughs> times people have played games on Steam? Well, John. well, <laughs> since you've, since you asked, <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell you on Steam. Uh, the most played category celebrates the games that reached the most quote, highest peak concurrent players throughout the year. Here is that list. Um, I'll go from, let see. One, two, three. I think they're just alphabetical. Are they? No, because yeah. see, Destiny well, and Dota come way down the list, Chris. The because you got there are two lists, right? And then you have oh, there's the, two. Okay, yeah. okay. My bad. Yeah. What? Uh, still, I don't know what the alphabetical was. The top doesn't game doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just go down the number, list. Number. We'll do number nine. It's. Uh, it's you, like you don't have it in order of like that. You've got it alphabetical, like Apex to. I don't. What are you talking about? I don't have so it from Apex to Valheim. Yes, that's that's alphabetically ordered, and then you have the list of the top grossing games on Steam is separate. And that's so just also read the the concurrent players of all okay. those games. Gotcha. All right, ready. all right, all right. Yeah. So, a concurrent list uh, is Apex Legends, Counter Strike Global Offensive. Um, uh, what's the matter, Sean? You're Did I misunderstand? You? No. Did I misunderstand? I you? No, you're doing great, okay, and I no. love you. So and I don't. I, I don't know the alphabet. Got it. Dota <laughs> two. Uh, Grand Theft Auto five, which continues to sell very poorly. Halo, uh, <laughs> Halo Infinite, New World, PUBG, Battlegrounds. <laughs> oh, I think that was supposed to be Rust, right? And then yeah, Rust. Yeah. <laughs> A new hybrid game called Battlegrounds Rust. Um, Rust, and then Valheim. And also the list of top grossing games on Steam for 2021. Apex Legends Battlefield 2024. Um, <clears throat> Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dead by Daylight, Destiny 2. Dota 2, Grand Theft Auto 5, Naraka, Blade Point, New World, and PUBG Battlegrounds. Steam is always an interesting... It really um, is. Mm-hmm. It's like not, they, they, they just don't gel with what console players are into. Now, a lot of the time. 
except for except for Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, yeah. Which just apparently everyone, everybody likes, yeah. right? Like someone made the case the other day. It's like you could probably look at any year, right? Of since 2013, and if you just took the earnings for the company, GTA Five is the top grossing game every single year. Mm. Like, don't take 2013. Yeah, since the game came out in 2013. Is it been? Is it really been that long, bro? Yeah. Wait, would we really say that? Or I'm sorry, 2014. Crossing? 2014. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, the game earns like basically a billion dollars a month online. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. You're just talking about revenue. Coming correct. In. Correct. I'm confused on how New World is in that list because you could get it for free. <clears throat> uh, and then at first you couldn't really like buy stuff for the games. And I thought people stopped kind of, I don't want to say stop playing it. It declined for a little bit because people got to the end content. How could you get I the just, game for free? I got it. For, or did I pay money for it? Yeah, it was like, it was a I paid money for it. Yeah, it was a $50 game. <laughs> DJ money. Burr, burr, burr. He I mean, doesn't he was, even know he spends it. Right. It I thought we got that launch. for free, but maybe we didn't. Mm-mm. Okay. Everything I just said, it can stay on the podcast, but I was wrong. Um, but speaking of development, hell, what? <laughs> what? It makes no sense. Ken Levine, <clears throat> you know the name, and his studio Ghost Story Games has been developing their next game for the past eight years. According to reports from Bloomberg, the game has entered, quote, development hell and has seen multiple reboots and changes in direction. Fifteen current and former employees have come forward to indicate that this is due to Levine's leadership style. The original plan was to release the game by the fall of 2017. Fail. And it was to be a sci-fi shooter like Bioshock set on a mysterious space station inhabited by three factions. According to Mike Snyde, great quote, name. Ken is a very hard person to work for. I think he tried a lot to change, and he really excels better at this company than Irrational because it is a smaller group of people. When it continuously goes in cycles and you don't align anymore, you kind of get tired of being a part of that. I wasn't really happy anymore. <clears throat> Levine has reportedly stated that when it comes to the development of his game, Take-Two considers it a rounding error when compared to other games they produce and will do whatever it takes to wait on a developer to come and and complete a game comparable to Bioshock. Yeah. You guys want to go work for Ken Levine? No, I would never work for Ken Levine. That's been his MO for forever. Uh, I think like they even joked in the article, some of the people said like they have to do what they call conception where you slowly start to introduce the idea that you think would work in the game to him until eventually he thinks it's his own idea. And then he puts it on the team to do, and then they go ahead and put it in the game. <laughs> so, you know, um, it, I, I guess, you know, it's one of those things. If you want to work for someone like that, you better be dedicated, but yeah, it doesn't sound like fun. You know, I wonder if in the same vein, but, but Kim Levine, is he, I'm I'm kind of dumb to this. Is he is he known for really good games and work when it's done? Bioshock. Would 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 you say like everything he's done or just Bioshock? Yeah, I mean System Shock, Bioshock Infinite. I mean, uh, and he's worked on I believe Thief and a couple of other ones that were Warren Spector games back in the day, which mm-hmm. is where he kind of came up from. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's 
he's the guy. I mean, because of something like Bioshock, where ever since that came out and worked for him, that people are going to bend yeah. over backwards to kind of let him do what he feels he needs to. And it's just, I mean, yeah, it's like, do you want to work for that guy? I, I don't know. He probably could get you to do some amazing things, but you better understand it's not going to be a easy experience to go through. Why does John like Ken Levine? Bioshock. But hate, but hates <laughs> the guy who made Metal Gear. Uh, I will never understand that. <laughs> Wait a minute. You hate Kojima. No, I don't hate Kojima. That's you guys don't we, you guys don't listen to me. We have butchered you your audio so many ways, and it says clearly, I hate Kojima. And and Ken Levine, if you've I mean, there was an episode this year where Ken Levine came up where I I was going after Ken Levine and Chris defended him. So I I don't have I don't have any love for Ken Levine's work style. I think he's I think he's I think he's tyrannical. I think he's crazy. I think he's a lunatic that needs a publisher to keep him in check, much like Kojima. That's always been my criticism of Kojima. He needs a studio that keeps him in check. And Kojima and Konami bumped heads because Kojima, look, before all that happened and I'll say it for the I'll say it for the last time, okay? Yes. Before the Konami Kojima thing went down, everybody knew that Kojima had a reputation of being difficult to work with. Everybody knew it. But that all got forgotten when all that went down. I'm not suggesting that Konami's not not a bad player. I'm just suggesting that Kojima's not a saint. He's not a saint. And Levine really loves the guy. I just want to know what I praised about (laughs) Ken Levine because I thought the only time we talked about him was when I was slamming his his basically him for this stuff when he was at Irrational. Another 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 example of Chris not listening to me. I did not say praise. I said, defend. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know what defended. The I don't know why I defended. Results. Yeah. I don't know why I defended on him. Cause like I said, I don't, I, mean, I can hear you say something like, I wouldn't say he's tyrannical. I'd be like, I would not work for that man. As, as much as I enjoy his games, I would not work for him. I couldn't. He's a mad, him. he's a mad scientist. He has no, I mean, he has yeah. no business in a, in a productive, from a production perspective, he has no business running a studio. He just doesn't. His method costs people money. But luckily, Take Two has franchises like NBA 2K, GTA 5, and Red Dead that keep the company afloat. That's what the company meant by whatever Ken Levine does will be a critical darling, whether it makes money or not. And that's what we, you know, it's a rounding error. Mm-hmm. That's all, I mean, you know, Bioshock Infinite in the grand scheme of things and the bio and the original Bioshock game were rounding errors as far as what that company brings in dollar wise. So that's, I mean, he's in a very safe place to, to, to design the games he wants to make. Yeah. There's, there's very few places he'd be able to get away with it. So he's lucky to be where he is. You're not wrong. <clears throat> well said, I think. Well, let's get some somber news out somber of the way. Somber news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately you probably have heard by now, but, uh, John Madden, the hall of fame coach broadcaster and the name behind Madden NFL football passed away this past week at the age of 85. He died unexpectedly on Tuesday, December 28th without a cause given quote on behalf of the entire NFL family. We extend our condolences to Virginia, Mike, Joe, and their families. We all know him as the hall of fame 
a Hall of Fame coach of the Raiders and broadcaster who worked for every major network. But more than anything, he was a devoted, a devoted husband, father, and grandfather. In 86, EA approached Madden on a train to a broadcast that he was heading to because he had a desire or they had a desire to create a unique football game. Madden said, quote, if it isn't 11 on 11, it isn't real football. I'm not putting my name on it if it's not real. Uh, as of 2021, Madden NFL has now generated $4 billion in sales and is the only officially licensed NFL video game. I think he stopped his involvement like outside of licensing his name around 2009. I think it's like the last time he even did any kind of consulting on the game. But, I mean, yeah, what, whether you're talking about coaching broadcasting or video games uh, i mean like in all three levels he achieved you know elite success in whatever you know his name was attached to i don't think anyone's ever gonna forget those thanksgiving games he used to do when he'd have like the the nine turkey legs on there and you'd be like oh Pat, who's gonna get the turkey today or you know just watching him on seeing footage of him on the sidelines in the 70s just getting everything he could have Kenny the snake uh, or, you know, even going to, you know, I remember playing the nineties man's games and he would show up on there, have these like 16 bit version videos of himself talking about how he would get the Madden cruiser over to the pro bowl. Cause anyone knows John man, he hate, he has a fear of flying. He always traveled by bus. And he, but he would talk about how they drove across the Pacific Ocean down to Honolulu, and now they're ready to cut it up with the Pro Bowl and see who's the best of the best and all that. John, kind of they stuff. drove through the Pacific Ocean, yes. on a bus. Look for that. Uh, look for that biography coming from uh, Chris Lockard. <laughs> hey man, I, John Mann, I, I I've missed John Madden in football for a long time. So it's funny thinking about <clears throat> John Madden how a sports guy there's there's very few names in sports that just sort of <clears throat> transcend their particular um what you know what they're known for i mean michael jordan is known all over the world because he's michael jordan john madden is known all over the world because he's john madden i mean he's known in the sports world the casual world the video game world i mean that's a tremendous accomplishment and a, and a, and a, and a amazing, uh, legacy. And, you know, who wouldn't want to just have a game developed every year who, that's in the top five best selling games every single year and just be like, yeah, just put my name on that. <laughs> just give me some royalties. Mm. You know, I mean, he has made, he has, he has created generational wealth because of this because of this game franchise for oh, his yeah. children and his children's children. So Yeah, for sure. Rest in peace, John Madden. <laughs> I love that he said if it's not real, my name's not going on it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. John? Uh wanna let you guys know what the most completed games were for this year. And um according to results published from how long to beat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil Village has managed to beat out its competition to become the most completed game of 2021. That shouldn't surprise anybody since I said that I've 
finished that game eight times. Uh, the game managed to narrowly beat out Nintendo's Metroid Dread. Other uh, and Metroid Dread makes sense because Metroid, at least the two D games, are very well known for their speed runs. Um, so people are really always trying to uh, finish those games. Other entries included Ratchet and Clank, and It Takes Two. Yeah, coming in coming in at number three and number four respectively. I like stuff. little stuff like that. That's nice. Yeah. It kind of makes uh, history. If you, but when if I you. go to how long to beat, it doesn't show video games. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta take out the dot org, buddy. It's the dot com version. <laughs> That's the one that tracks gaming. True. Uh, True. I feel like it takes two made history being on that list because it's probably the first time a you know complete co op game. Worst was- segue ever. But yeah. speaking <laughs> of thought of speaking you know, of history. Supergiant Games Hades has become the first game to win a Hugo Award. Hugo. <laughs> uh, the Hugo Awards first appeared in 1953 in our coveted award in the science fiction fantasy space. <laughs> 2021 was the first year that games have been under the consideration. According to Greg, Greg uh, Kasavin, creative director of Hades, Quote, we are incredibly honored to be the first ever recipient of a Hugo Award in the category of Best Video Game. We, myself included, grew up experiencing these classic works of science fiction and fantasy from Ursula K. Le Guin to Philip K. Dick, what have you. That's when we first came across the Hugo Awards name, of course, as kids. That's awesome. And they, they definitely deserve it. Still say it's one of the best games out there. Ever made, according to IGN. Right, yeah, that's another one that apparently is already one of the best games of all time. Good job. What guys. number was it? It uh, was seven. It was high up. It was, I don't know if it's top ten. And I'm just being funny. It was. I just remember it being kind of high up on the list. Yeah, okay. I would say wow. it's definitely in the top twenty-five. So yeah, you know, yeah. Well, like all new segments, Chris, this one too is coming to an end. So uh, before I speak on the riots end, I need you to do a thing. Finally, this week. I love watching John watch you do that. It's one of my favorite things every week. That's the first finally this week of the year 2022. We are here. Uh, Riot Games, the company behind League of Legends and Valorant, will pay out a total of $100 million after reaching a global global settlement agreement with the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, uh, California of Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, and several private plaintiffs to resolve its gender discrimination lawsuit from 2018. $80 million will go to various plaintiffs. Plaintiffs? Why am I saying words weird all of a sudden? You want to plan? And $20 million will go to attorney fees and costs. We got to be attorneys, guys. According to a Riot spokesperson, three years ago, Riot was at the heart of what became a reckoning in our industry. We've had to face the fact that despite our best intentions, we hadn't always lived up to our values. As a company, we stood at a crossroads. We could deny the shortcomings of our culture, or we could apologize, correct course, and build a better Riot. We chose the latter. I hope it... Build back better? I hope the... uh the victims are satisfied with what they receive and hopefully they grow better as a company. 
am I the only one thinking that it could work out that Blizzard's has a statement like this one day? It probably will. It's the difference here though was that originally California, I think, wanted around eight hundred million from Riot in damages, and was it like they're looking in the billions? So I would suspect it'll be similar, right? Like where I don't think anyone's expecting that California is going to get like two billion dollars out of Riot or out of Activision, right? But I could see it where if you're saying, well, if eight hundred million is a hundred million, does that mean like their settlement is going to be like somewhere in the five hundred to you know seven hundred million dollar range? That's yeah. probably not too crazy to see. But everything that I read just now, you could almost say that we want to make a better mm-hmm. Activision, a better Blizzard. And yeah. then you could almost say you hope everybody that received compensation, it's a healing start for them, sure. if you will. That's all you can do. So well, I they feel like that's parallel for some they've, reason. They've made similar payouts um, mm-hmm. already and have made similar statements, but it just they can't they can't shake it off. I mean, Riot Riot was high profile until Activision got discovered. Activision, yeah. Activision is being being kept in the limelight um, because of how big they are. This is this is not a this is not a competition between who did worse to who. It's it's a competition between who gets the highest profile and who gets the most clicks. I mean, I mean, it's it's being kept in the limelight because of a lot of those factors. Aside from the legitimacy. Right. Okay. <laughs> Got well, everybody thinking out no, there. No, no. I started smelling dinner, mm-hmm. and we're not ordering a pizza tonight. And I think she's making steak tips mm-hmm. over rice again. And the Look thing with steak, steak tips, tips, it's sirloin that we buy. She seasons them like like she's cooking a steak, and then she cuts them up. And so it's not like your basic steak tips, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like a good steak tip. And what? she makes these green beans, just with garlic buttery sauce. That's my motto. Is just a tip. Hey guys, do you want to wrap this up? Never, bro. 2022, bro. <laughs> yes. All the way from the year 3000. So angelic. I love it. We're going to, uh, the show's running a little long, so we're going to read two emails and we got some Twitter stuff and I maybe have some stuff over in Discord, but we don't want to run too long. Uh, if you want to write in an email, though, you can do that. Let me just remind you of our email. The official email of Weekly Games Chat is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. So, boys, why don't you read these two we have highlighted, and we'll go from there. Which one do you, you guys have them pulled up, or I do. do you not care? Anymore? All right, first up, Joan it says, "Hello, boys." Hey, Joan. Sorry for the long email, but I'm pretty bored sitting in my cell with a phone. I snuck in my man's purse. Just kidding, but wouldn't that be awkward to say on the show? Laugh out loud. Remember, hey. Joan is the person where they like. Remember the name? Do they, you remember Joan? Yes, yes. Jones written him. Okay, we're good. Thumbs up from the boys. Okay, that's funny. Anyways, I got to thank you guys (laughs) so much for this podcast as I'm not a sports guy at all. I have a very annoying coworker, which I call, oh, we're not going to say that word. The 
basketball player because all he does is talk about how much he plays, but the bald spot on his head looks like a <laughs> can't uh, looks like what, you, a, what what's the problem? I, I think you can say that that. I say what We're, I want to say. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, uh, I'm really convinced he used to be a basketball boy in the A's that did way too many head spins. Anyways, your podcast lets me uh, always ignore him, and that's fantastic. I don't mind when you guys talk as it seems to be friendly, and y'all enjoy it. hope you guys are ready for some time off. And my question is, during the holidays, what is the show or game you look forward to put some time in or is it all going to be family tie? Also, a question for John. Is Ragnarok enough to bring you back to Valhalla? Yeah. And does the price point of $39.99 sit right with you? I saw it on PlayStation Plus, and to be honest, didn't pay much attention if it's a standalone or DLC. Hope you boys enjoy your holidays and take a well-deserved break. Game on. Game on. Uh, I'll let John ponder on that. I took the time to finish Infinite. Yeah, you did. Um, which I was planning to do anyway. And I, I mixed in family time as well. So it was good. I didn't have any gigs over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I had one on New Year's. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I kind of just chilled. And I, I really needed that. I got uh, some time in with the old 2Ks, uh, you know, because Chris Love was feeling a little neglected. But he's back to balling out, as always. And uh, Crossover. As, as I've said a couple times, I've I've started the Hitman trilogy the uh one that started in 2016 so that's kind of gonna be my i think like slow grind unless something comes up until uh we get to the hell that is february 2022 where there's 95 games coming out in like four days or whatever it is and we start sitting on a corner asking folks if they want to buy a watch because we're broke john do you think the are you coming back to valhalla uh I'm actually, I'm looking up, uh, oh gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dawn of Ragnarok DLC will launch on March 10th for $40. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot for DLC, but is it a lot of content? I'm good personally. I've done everything I wanted to do and follow. Uh, <laughs> did he ask you? fair <laughs> no i um I, being a friend Chris. i don't i don't need ragnarok to take me back there because i need to get back there anyway but right. i i can see myself buying it because i i i i'm an ac fan and that but but if you're not an ac fan like i don't know i i don't i don't see the need in doing it because it's got you know chris can attest it's got 200 300 hours of content if you want it plus ac odyssey didn't charge you any more money other than the other than the season pass you they didn't charge you any more money after that i've already bought the season pass for valhalla and so i'm I, the fact that i've just found out that more content is coming for 39.99 that's a little irritating that's a yeah, little irritating that's oh yeah it's back i accidentally brushed a button but we're back now was i not heard you were recorded, you know, John. You're you're heard. We keep going. The chat missed it because chat fell off. Chat, don't panic. We're here. Chris is hitting a button he didn't mean to. Um, so you just have to listen to what John said because we recorded it. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Was a it's fine. Did you even think about the the Cassandra one that they did or whatever that was free, John? Oh, it was very exciting to hear about that. 
Um, it's but you like, haven't checked it out. No, mm. uh, but it's it's cross. There's content in Odyssey for it, and then there's content in Valhalla. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, but um, very intriguing, as you know. Odyssey's probably my game, one of my games of the generation. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the next uh, email is. Um, what do I say here? From Unmasked. So it, it goes, what's up, Weekly Game Chat crew? What up? What up? Longtime uh, fan Tucker here, finally returning after a depressingly long podcast hiatus. I had a ball. <laughs> Dude, it was great. And is your dog sending emails now? Like, okay. It's <laughs> funny. I wanted to give you three massive props on running a show that's just as good now as ever. Finally getting... See you all on Twitch. It was awesome, and I hope to join y'all in the chat soon. That's what's yeah. up. The last time I was able to tune in, I learned that Chris had left and Sean had been in the accident. The accident in capital letters. Uh, what an episode for a returning fan. I'm so glad to be able to come back and see Chris here and Sean recovered. I just listened to the new Halo campaign review. It almost reminded me of Far Cry in its open world. 11 out of 10 Richards. Ooh. And I simply had to say... Sean, love you, man. But seriously, we need topic. Time <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and finally, I owe you thanks since it was your show, which played a huge part in inspiring me to start my own. I hope That's that someday, I hope that someday my content is half as good to someone as yours has been to me. Keep up the good work. P.S. Since you can't talk about it there, who, <clears throat> who else is ready to subscribe to weekly union ch- <laughs> union chat with John? I know I sure def. I, I know the F am um, Holy Lord. <laughs> Preach brother. I bet Lucy would sub. Too. Oh my God. This email's off the rails. Oh my God. I'm nervous. Don't well, say that. I shouldn't have read that name out loud. Well, funny fact, Tucker, because we're here to announce today that John is going to start the weekly tomorrow. union union uh, chat or whatever it is. Uh, and you can find it exclusively on his TikTok channel. Uh, where he'll be talking about unions every day and how he feels about them. And putting my thoughts to dance right. every day. Right. <laughs> putting the old pivot on the social media onto twitter.com where you can find this at Weekly Games Chat. Uh, on New Year's, our good friend Draven uh, shouted out uh, to uh, at Quick and said, I really enjoy Weekly Games Chat. The banner back and forth between Chris, Sean, and John is always great. Top-notch podcast and my go-to for gaming podcasts. I can't tell you how much for me that means. And when you guys show us love to other venues, I hope it means, I think it does to John. Chris, I'm not so sure about. Hey, um, um, yeah. We had another email that went to spam. Okay, we'll go back to it. Uh, at, uh, or let's just say Wagon. Wagon. Love when at Weekly Games Chat does their yearly music spectacular. So much great music within video games. I agree with that. I love it very much. Uh, and on Christmas Day, our good friend Acid said, uh, I hope y'all got some games under the tree. I know I did. I did not, but John and I got switches. That's what's up. Um, we did get a message uh, earlier. Just to let you know, Austin, we did get that. I replied. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I'll leave it there. And let's back up to the uh, content that Chris was talking about. That is a spam email. Yeah. Um, this comes from a guy named Josh. It's probably not important. He says, dear who, weekly, who has, who has a hotmail account anymore? Right. 
That's why. Why do you think it went to spam? Oh, uh, my God. Dear <clears throat> Weekly, and that is spelled W-E-A-K-L-Y, Game Chat Host. Yeah, I games think chat hosts. Let me read this as uh, I know he probably wrote it in his mind. I think that game of the year should be something unique and deserving of the title. I also think you guys are going to make bad picks. That's okay though. I don't expect too much. I'm going to give you my choice on the matter and I hope you reconsider your other lesser choices and agree with me. The game of the year I choose is, and is cut off right there. <laughs> That's funny, right? And it's also funny that his timing was to come back in right. our chat on Twitch at the exact time we'd be reading emails. That was when I was like, maybe I need to go see what he's talking about. And I was like, oh, there it is. Woo. So uh, while we were gone, we did get some new followers. So let's highlight those real quick because uh, the show is running long and the smooth filling the smooth. The food is smelling good. Shout out to Dakota Mills for following us. Thank you so much. Following you back. Um, at Matic MV, what up? Thank you for the follow, following you back. At Ethan Jet, thank you so much for the follow, following you back. And mm-hmm. private account at Sports Barons, John, you got sports family. Thank right. you so much for the follow, following you back. Hopefully, you accept that. We appreciate you. <coughs> once again, uh, once again, I, I am, I'm, what is wrong with me? Twitter.com weekly game chat. I keep looking at this post from Alana Pierce where uh, somebody got to retire from, um, selling farts is just, is throwing me off the whole day. I need to close Twitter right now so I can get my life back in order. It really is a black hole of endlessness and destruction. <laughs> so we went uh, on the like the fifteenth, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm switching over to Discord. You guys know all about it. If you want a link, we got it posted right there on the Twitter. Uh, so Acid Sugar Ooh. weekly, uh, yeah, weekly Tuesday Tuesday games chat crew. Welcome to the new year. I hope your 20 blah, blah, blah is amazing. See you soon. Game on this year, will you? Game on. Game on. Draven says, I got a tie for my goatee. Guardians and Forza. I'm easy to please. Yeah. Nacho, head boy who is not here. Uh, Just want to point that out. I got my goatee. Metroid Dread, easily the funnest game I've played all year already on my third playthrough. He's better than John. I can't. I just can't get enough. Q in the black eyed peas. Um, and that's it. That's it right there. Uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, before we leave, I want to remind you, this has been episode 338. Uh, and you know where to, to contact us. If you want to send an email, weekly games chat at gmail.com Twitter at weekly games chat. We have a discord. And of course you can watch us live on twitch.tv weekly games chat. Uh, the world did lose another person. Uh, on New Year's Eve. It was Betty White. She was the last living golden girl. So rest in peace to Betty White. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. And, and boys, I look at you and, you know, I say, is there anything else you want to add? We good to go? Any final words, thumbs up, or a presidential Bill Clinton thing John just did with his thumb? Chris gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> um, so with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Game Sean. On. Game on, John. Game on. Game what on, is happening? <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Thug life. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs>